Welcome to a special episode of Give Me Those Star Wars, the most Star Wars-centric show on the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I am Ryan Daly, and my guest this time, well, he's having a pretty good night. He just had a Cubs playoff victory and a new Star Wars trailer drop within the span of about an hour, hour and a half of each other. So please welcome back to the show, Mr. Kylo Benning. How are you, Kyle? I'm pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me. I do have to give a shout out to I'm I'm still riding the high from Saturday when the Iowa State Cyclones uh, knocked off uh, number three Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Still riding high on that. So they actually played the replay of that game today in the middle of the day at Fox Sports. So I put it on the, the break room TV at work and took my laptop down there and rewatched it. It's just as awesome the second time. So He's just flying high with, with excitement yeah. right now. So. Yeah, it's been a good day. Uh, but we're not here to talk about the Cubs. We're not here to talk about the Cyclones. We are here to talk about the brand new trailer, the first official trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. has always been there. But now it's awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be.
big picture, what did you think overall of the trailer? thought it was awesome. I saw a lot that I, I liked, but at the same point, my, my mind is just racing, uh, you know, <laughs> million, miles, million miles a minute. And then I also have to kind of pump the brakes and go, are actually any of the scenes we saw in the trailer even going to be in the movie I am... based off of Rogue One? So it's one of those, how much stock can you put into any half a second clip that you saw? Is that even going to make the final cut? I don't know. I don't know. I am, I am so, like, suspicious of everything I see now. Between Rogue One, between even even something like Avengers Age of Ultron, the first teaser for that, I don't think any of those specific shots were in the movie. So, yeah, that's, that's always my thing. Um, so, so going into that, my first thought when I watched it, I was like, okay, it seems like they're showing a lot, and I don't know if I like where they're going. I'm not sure. So I was just, I was kind of just in my, I was in a little bit of a downer after I watched it the first time. Then I took about 20 minutes, walked my dogs, kind of collected myself, went back, watched it a second time, and subsequently several more times. Um, and I do like it. I like it a lot. The big thing, and I'll attach an audio file for the people if you, um, obviously, any for anybody listening to this, spoilers for what is actually in the trailer, potential spoilers for things we're just going to speculate might happen in the movie. Um, if you don't want to, if you didn't watch the trailer, I don't know why you're listening to this, but the overarching sort of theme, I think, of the trailer of just these couple minutes is this parallel between Kylo Ren and Rey. Um, it starts off with Supreme Leader Snoke talking presumably to and about Kylo Ren, talking about how great he is, how much potential he has, um, and this might be in the form of a dressing down that Kylo Ren failed so spectacularly at the end of The Force Awakens. But then this same idea, what he's saying, is kind of echoed later on in the trailer by Luke about Rey, and it really sort of sets up this idea that these two have these parallel tracks, and we might, by the end of this trailer, it seems to be hinting that Destiny may be repeating and that Ray may fall to the dark side. Now, I say may because, and I'm just jumping to the very end because that's the holy shit moment of the trailer, it looks like Ray is, she says something to the effect of, I need someone to help me find my place, and it cuts to Kylo Ren offering his hand. And it's like, oh my gosh, are they going to go off together? Now, that might actually happen plot-wise, but I don't think that scene plays out the way it does in the movie. Um, My first guess, her line, I think she's not saying that to Kylo Ren. I think she's probably saying that to Luke. It might be a continuation of the speech that she's giving earlier on, and I bet she's probably saying it to Luke like her first night on the island when they're just sitting around like the campfire or something. I don't think she says that line to Kylo Ren. What do you think? Yeah, that's kind of... I watched it a lot of times, uh, especially the the end scene. They did splice it together very well because the lighting is very similar. You get this dark, you can kind of see light dancing off like there's fire in the background. When it cuts to Kyle, there's kind of ash in the Mm -hmm. air. Mm -hmm. So they definitely portray it that it's set in the same scene. But yeah, I'm wondering if it's kind of there's four monologues through it and they kind of two themes like you like you mentioned luke's kind of echoes or mirrors uh snoke's monologue and then kylo ren's monologue kind of uh, reflects rays of being part of something inside them that they're trying to overcome or learn more about mm-hmm. um and yeah it kind of seems like uh, luke's monologue is the one thing that <laughs> the big big takeaway for me is we hear him say scares uh obviously you're a jedi embracing or acknowledging fear is a, is a no-no so mm-hmm. uh the fact that he says fears uh that's definitely kind of a I, I think that's definitely in there intentionally but yeah it sounds like uh 
when he's talking to Ray, it's kind of like a, a push. I'm pushing her away. I don't know that I'm ready to train her, which uh, brings parallels into Yoda, you know, trying to make a, a number of excuses for Luke's too old. I can't mm-hmm. train him. Things like that. Uh, kind of a, that initial master pushing you away. And then that plays into the end scene there where Ray, the way they set it up, is coming to Kyle because Luke pushed her away <laughs> in the, be- the beginning of the trailer that she needs to find these answers. But yeah, I- I'm definitely hoping that it's, it's more like uh, you said that She's referring to Luke, and uh, it's not actually plays out as as it's seen there. Otherwise, if if that's the case, I'm thinking is this going to be a kind of a Dark Empire parallel there, where she tries to destroy the Sith from within, which we also talked about in the uh, early Tales of the Jedi uh, mm-hmm. series there, and that never never goes well. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It does not historically in the in the whole expanded universe. Um, it would be interesting if they do something like that because I, I, there, there was certainly a theory going around that that was sort of Kylo Ren's mission or Ben Solo's mission all along was to take out Snoke and destroy the dark side from within, and killing Han Solo, his father, was part of that journey, was part of that sacrifice that he had to do for the greater good. Now. I don't know. Will we see that? Because the other big scene that is sort of cut, that that looks like they're going with, there's a sequence where Kylo's flying his new version of the TIE fighter. They, they've, they've said what it's called, like a TIE silencer or something. Uh, his special TIE fighter, which I think looks really cool. It's like a version of the old TIE uh, interceptor. Um, he's flying that through a space battle. Looks like the First Order against the Resistance. And it's cut to look like he's bearing down on Leia and he's going to blast her and, and maybe having some second thoughts. I'm less sure of this one, but I also think that sequence is misleadingly cut. Because yep. when I focused on the Leia part of that scene, it doesn't look like the people in the background are reacting like they're in a ship that's in the middle of a war. Yeah. Um, like, in fact, it, it kind of looks like Poe Dameron might be behind her at one point, just sort of sauntering through the shot. I don't know. I, I think that's uh, because otherwise, I mean, if that was I mean, if that was going to be the death of Princess Leia or something, they, they wouldn't give that away in the trailer. No, I wouldn't I mean, think it. And, um, and we got to know it's coming. I yeah. Mean, obviously, yeah. They, they're going to have to take Leia off the table. Because as much as she was involved in the first one and just, you know, obviously being the, the mother of one of the, the three mm-hmm. central characters going forward, she's not inexplicably not going to be in nine. So you got to assume she's coming off the table there. One one thing that really struck me out about, about that whole thing, I mean, it kind of mirrors uh, Kylo's discussion with Han in mm-hmm. uh, Force Awakens, is does he just have this burning inherent goodness inside him that he can't overcome? I mean, think about it. Typically, the... The fall of the dark side it's tied to, to arrogance, needing more power, and it's a pretty easy fall. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's uh, normal human nature that you would lean to the dark side in, in anger, which obviously Kyle, Kylo has uh, a ton of. But uh, the fact that he killed his dad and it still hasn't pushed him to the dark side now that it's set up that oh, maybe, maybe if I kill my mom, then I will be. This guy is wanting to be bad and can't. And that's <laughs> – you you could call that a fault with The Force Awakens, and hopefully they correct this in, in The Last Jedi. And another thing, like, The Last Jedi, as it's timed out right now, is going to be the longest Star Wars movie so far. Um, I hope they use that opportunity to do a lot of character development for some of these characters, especially the new ones that really were underserved. Um because we don't really know what we don't know what the event what turned him over to the dark side or what he wants, like with Anakin as clumsily 
poorly executed as it was in the prequels, you kind of understood ultimately what he wanted and why he was seduced. What was what did Ben Solo not have that he needed that he was so easily taken advantage of? Like, what was it about the legacy of Darth Vader that was a more attractive draw than Luke Skywalker and and his family? What did Snoke do? So I think we need to have that question answered because that should inform. Because you're right, it does seem like he's he's fighting this. He's fighting this war. He's not complete, or at least. During the Force Awakens, he wasn't completely bad yet. He had to give himself pep talks, looking at his, looking at Darth Vader's mask, saying, "Yes, help me be evil like you." And it's like, so, so, what is the point of all of this? So, yeah, that is that's gonna be, that's gonna be something. Um, I think the only other dialogue that we get that isn't part of those four monologues is we get a line from Poe Dameron who says. Uh, something like, we are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down. It's a good line. It's a good pep talk. Might be like a halftime speech, like like right before like the major battle that takes place on this world crate where we have the new version of the First, the first Order version of the Walkers. Also, that scene kind of looks like it's maybe like in a response to a crushing defeat. Like they may have just lost a major incursion and He's rallying the troops one last time. Maybe that'll be towards the end, and it'll be setting up something for the next movie. I don't know if that's true. Um, you talked about infiltrating the dark side. We also get Finn infiltrating the First Order. Uh, he goes back there, and we don't know what he's looking for. This was shown in... Um, I think it was at San Diego Comic-Con, they released a behind-the-scenes reel that Finn and another Resistance character named Rose... For whatever reason, they go undercover with the First Order, and they're dressed up as First Order so- order officers, um, and we see Finn fighting Captain Phasma. What did you think of that scene? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, mm. I mean, you mentioned the, the length. Um, obviously, I, I want a ton of backstory, character development. My big thing is I, I want to know the history behind Snoke, and yes, like you said, kind of what tipped Ben Solo down this path. Mm-hmm. And based off of Leia's dialogue in The Force Awakens, uh, Snoke must have had some access to mm-hmm. him. I mean, you have the son of a senator off of this Jedi camp. Who, how is it that Snoke was able to get access to him? And then based off of just conversations they had between Leia and Han, that Snoke must have been some sort of public figure that they were aware of so really interested to see where they take that character and then the other thing with time is and based off of what we saw i'm hoping we get a, a ton of uh, battle scenes here a variety of landscapes because like we're gonna have a big mm-hmm. drowned battle like you said with uh, fins squaring off against captain phasma obviously gonna it looks like a, you know a pretty extensive uh, x-wing fight with poe dameron and then obviously the the lightsaber clash between uh, well, we're anticipating a lightsaber clash. There is the the clip of Ray where it looks like she's being tortured. So mm-hmm. we have to assume there's some sort of battle potentially in front of Snoke where they're trying to seduce her. And so right there we have at least three battlefronts. Uh, I'm hoping more. Like you said, the, the Poe Dameron speech. And that means we're getting two X-Wing battles. So really hope we can get uh, all the uh, kind of Star Wars aesthetic, aesthetic buttons uh, mm-hmm. pushed multiple times by this movie. So... Yeah, I, I'm excited. Uh, kind of going to the vehicles you mentioned, we we see the kind of updated versions of the walkers. It also looks like kind of floating in the background was like the Imperial shuttle that like uh, yep. kind of a, a modified version of that. Or Ky- um, it's a, it looked like Kylo Ren's vehicle, like his shuttle from the last movie. Oh, okay. That's yep. what I thought yep. it was. 
And then uh, his TIE fighter, yeah, you mentioned it kind of has like the, the side wings, like the interceptor, but it's kind of long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me actually of a, didn't we see that ship in the prequels? It wasn't as uh, kind of rough. It was more sleek, uh, all silver, I think. It kind of looks like a ver- like the, the droid ships, I think, from the first. It looks like a sort of bulked up version of that, maybe. Yeah. That was kind of like the look uh, that it had for me. And actually, yeah. it so, looks it looks kind of like a combination of the TIE Interceptor and Darth Vader's TIE Fighter from Star Wars. Yep. I, I'm hoping they can wow us with some new vehicle or ship designs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we got the popsicle uh, speeder bike thing last, last, but we really haven't, in my opinion, uh, yet any of the trailers or in the previous movie seen anything that would really kind of add to the uh, Star Wars iconic vehicle thing. I mean, nothing that's up there with an X-Wing or a TIE fighter, so I'm hoping we kind of get to see something imprint on that instead of just modified versions of existing vehicle frames. From the first teaser, there's the like, they're, whatever the Resistance has, like those speeders that are racing against the the walkers. Like, there's that shot from the first teaser with them, like, racing across the desert, like, trailing right. that red like red sand stuff. I know, right. I think there are toys of those things already out there. Um, I haven't really gotten a good look at them. Um, but those things, I, they're at least they're a new design, a new concept. I don't know if they'll what what function they'll have or how cool they'll be when we actually see them in action. Um, hoping they're good. Um, yeah, getting back to the the moment you mentioned the, that I really took notice of is we see it it it's Snoke in the same scene, the same room as Ray, and he seems to be levitating her slash torturing her. Like it looks like he's holding her up in the force, and she does not look comfortable. If this movie parallels the Empire Strikes Back in any way, I mean, at least in terms of like the the middle chapter of a trilogy, that seems to me like there's got to be some not just a physical danger, but a, an emotional component to that. And I'm thinking that's got to be akin to Han being frozen or Luke uh, facing off against Darth Vader for the first time. Like yep. that's got to be sort of like the climactic moment, and I, I have a I have an idea of how that might resolve, but I don't want to I don't want to say that yet. That I'll, I'll say that for another episode. Um, we uh, so kind of like moving on, thinking about some other things. We get uh, scenes with Ray sort of training. She's doing her lightsaber training. She's using the force to move those rocks, and it seems to like split the ground, and that's what sort of freaks Luke out. There's also there's a cave sequence with her falling into water and climbing out, and Luke is down there. Go into that cave sequence real quick. Yeah, there's the yeah. one where uh, she looks up, she's in the cave, and there's that light kind of shining through through a hole. I was just watching it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Can you tell what that, that light is kind of illuminating there? Uh, I'm wondering if that's going to finally be our Jedi tree that was in that four-issue uh, prequel mini-comic. It, it looks similar to that. I think it, it might be a set of books or... I don't, I don't know. I have a feeling we'll get like a, a force vision or some sort of like flashbacks or definitely something there. Like Luke has a line maybe in that scene where he says, this is not going to go the way you think. Um, he could be talking. I assume he's talking to Ray, but maybe not. Yeah. I kind of took that as the, uh, Luke training Ray. She wants to go confront Kylo Ren similar mm-hmm. to Luke wanting to go off and rescue his friends and, uh, Yoda telling him he was not ready. So, I definitely saw a parallel in that scene, so that's kind of... But again, how much of this monologue are we actually going to see? How many of these scenes are actually going to be in the movie? Or how many were shot specifically for the trailer? Exactly, that's the other thing. A lot of this dialogue could be done just for the trailer. There could be scenes that are like shot and we won't see. Um, 
I don't want to. I don't want to do too much more because this has to be a short episode. And I also, I, yep. at this point, we're just going to start speculating about what we think. And again, I'm going to do an, a special episode of the show down the road about that, getting into more predictive stuff. Um, yeah. Do you have one more thing? I have two more quick things. Okay. So we get the flashback to the burning Jedi temple, and we see a metallic yep. hand moving rubble. Do we take that as that's Luke's hand? He was in the temple when it burnt down around him, which is kind of confronts the the first part of the or contradicts the first part of the vision where he's outside the temple watching it burn to me it seemed like there were the the temple might have been the complex might have been larger than we think okay like it definitely looked like he was in some kind of rubble because even when it pulls back and we get the shot of him kind of falling down to his knees next to r2d2 it looks like there's rubble still around him so i think he was in some kind of structure that was like blown apart or bombed or something and when by the time he's climbed out of that he can see the rest of the temple is just that makes sense uh, one thing I want to mention too is the when we saw kind of that, that flashback scene when Ray touched the the mm-hmm. lightsaber and Force Awakens, that was the first flashback scene we'd actually ever had in a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like they're continuing that trend here, whether that is an intentional decision of hey, we're now going to have kind of a flashback scene as a tar- part of our storytelling. I just I find that interesting that we've never really had one in the six movies prior to that, and now it looks like two movies in a row we're going to get one. And, and I then, think I think they can still, it, rather than just have the film in a sort of non-linear way, just have, have a flashback in Jennifer, I think they can still do that somewhat organically if we get that scene in somewhat of a force vision. If, if it's yep, something totally that agree. she sees intentionally, or if Luke pushes that image into her to kind of show her, this is what happened the last time I trained someone as powerful as you. Yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yep. And then uh, the last thing I kind of want to mention, uh, is Chewie CGI there in that scene we get him? He looked rubbery. Yeah. I... And then we got that other little critter on the dashboard, and then yeah, uh, the kind of the only other. That, that So I've completely stayed away from all news on this, and so they're, I don't want to They're be... a big merchandising thing. Like They look like little penguins. Yeah, um, yep. that was my, my thought. And the then director, we, then we the saw director Ryan Johnson has said they are not the Ewoks. He has been very defensive about how he says that, which makes a lot of people think, yeah, they're going to be the new Ewoks. So we'll see. It's just uh, a curious point when they made such a big deal about all the practical effects coming back into Star Wars with Force Awakens, you know, BB-8 being all practical. And now we're going to see that flipping back to the, the CGI side. That one was the kind of the uh, Arctic Fox or yeah, yeah. the southern ones out there. It kind of looked like a docks, a white docks there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems kind of we're embracing the the CGI side more with this film. I think based on the behind the scenes things, at least some of those creatures were done practical. Like they made practical versions of those. Okay. How much of those are used, and how much they kind of do some things with with CGI. Certainly with some of the visual like expressions on the porg, the little penguin thing. I think that a lot of that was CGI. But to some extent, they did have practical versions at least on set. I mean, we'll see, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, again, my my first impression when I saw it, I was like, oh, they're showing too much. They're, they're, this looks really dark. They're really going down some avenues that I don't know if I want to I wanna follow them. And, and they're doing things that I didn't want to see after, after The Force Awakens. But after taking a breather and watching it again and again and again and again, I was like, yeah, I... I like all of this, and I'm really excited to see where they go with this. Um, this was a good trailer. I think it's going to get a lot of people excited. 
Uh, and I, it makes me very hopeful for the movie. What about you? You think so? Yeah, exactly the same. So I've been trying to stay away from news pretty much, but mm-hmm. uh, when this came on, I knew I had to watch it, and yeah, I, I squeed. <laughs> as I, I pretty much tweeted you right after, like, yeah. ah, I can't wait. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited. Do you know what is the uh, how many more trailers we're going to get or what the schedule is for when they'll drop? So, uh, I mean, we're sitting, what, a little more than we're only 60 two months. days away, right? Yeah, we've got basically two months. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they do something very similar to the re the the last or the Force Awakens, which is I bet we'll get an international trailer, maybe within a week or two weeks, uh, that will have a lot of different footage, and that will probably be it. But I bet, like with like once we get to December, as the days come, there will be a lot of TV spots. There will be a lot of sort of like mini commercials and stuff like that, and each one will have like you know one or two extra shots or extra footage or something like that. That's what they did with the Force Awakens. I'm expecting the marketing for this one to be pretty similar. So I bet we only get. I bet it's not even an official trailer. I bet there's an international trailer that comes out within a week or two. Um, that'll probably have. It, it could be thirty to fifty percent new footage. So. Okay. But that's. I mean, again, that's that's. A guess, just based on what Star Wars has done for the previous movies. So, anyway, so yeah, I think we're both excited. We are both planning to go see the Last Jedi. I think even if this trailer sucked, we would still be going to see the movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think this trailer would have ruined it, but uh, it, it did certainly pique my interest, and, and I'm very excited. So, Kyle, thank you once again for joining me on this uh, on this very special, very short episode of Give Me Those Star Wars. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, those of you listening, if you watch the trailer, let us know what you thought. Leave a comment either on the Facebook page for Give Me Those Star Wars or on the Fire and Water Podcast Network website. I'm excited. Are you excited? Was there anything that we didn't talk about that you want me to talk about in the future? Let me know. Uh, and as always, may the Force be with you. Thank you very much, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.